I can't get over the background of it. I don't know where that's come from. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's the shining illumination of inspiration. Um, exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like it though. I like it. So, so thanks everyone for tuning in and giving a listen or a view to this talk. Um, on this episode of Words, Images, and Worlds, I'm talking with Kev at Hopgood. Uh, Kev, thank you for jumping in and talking with me for a few no, minutes no. today. Absolutely no worries. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Great to meet you. And I'll name a couple of titles here at the start. You've worked on uh, Work for G.I. Joe, Judge Dredd, mm -hmm. um, a variety of Marvel comics over the years. Um, and there, there are several titles there, but probably the one that a lot of folks know you for is Iron Man and your co-creation of War Machine. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I generally like to start out with uh, questions of how you got into comics, what it was about comics that drew you in. And I should also mention Doctor Who as one of the comics that you've worked okay. on as well. Indeed, yes. Um, well, like most comic artists, it's all I ever wanted to do, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always drawing when I was a kid. I, um, I was um, sort of copying panels from British ones and then discovered them American comics um, when they came over in black and white versions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I went to art school uh, many years ago. And all, all I was doing was drawing comics then. And I wasn't getting much encouragement from my teachers because they didn't think there was much future in it. Uh, luckily, I proved them wrong. Uh, yeah, I got my first gig with Marvel UK at a, at a UK office with a, a thing called Zoids. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's a, a, a giant robot thing, which is it came out at the same time as Transformers. It wasn't really as popular as Transformers, but I never because I, I really liked them. The, my studio at the time was full of these giant Zoid toys, you know, which are mm -hmm. uh, sort of huge, you know. I, uh, when, I, when I moved on to G.I. Joe, I had to give them back, which is what I was quite sad about. <laughs> <laughs> it got to, you got to do a lot on model there, I guess, with the, the toys and things. Yes, yeah, it was, it was before computers. So if, if I did it these days, I'd probably do some 3D models of the, 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 the Zoids. But I just had, I had, had the actual toys to draw from, as so I had them on my desk, and viewing them from different angles, what have you, you know, which is a... Keeping the model was quite a challenge sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were there um, particular titles that drew you in or characters that drew you in as a young reader? Well, funnily enough, Iron Man was also one of my favourites. Um, yeah, because I I, um, I I used to really enjoy all, all the comics that Marvel, you see anything, I'd, I'd read it. Like, well, I never understood why a character would get, get his superpowers and then fight evil. You know, why would you do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with Iron Man, I got it straight away. It's, it's like a science fiction story rather than a superhero story. You know, that's what what I really liked about it, and that's what I brought to it when I when I got the chance to draw it. I think, and that's it's quite a contribution with um, a fan favorite character there that seems to have just grown with time. The the War Machine. Yeah, James well, we, when we designed War Machine, it was um, a little brief from Len, the writer, was it's Iron Man but cooler, which is giving a lot of leeway. And um, the first thing that came out was the black and silver color scheme, which um, I think now editor actually came up with that. Um, it was based on the LA Raiders um, football team strip, you know, black and silver. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, it was nice. So we just basically talking turned them into a walking tank. All these guns strapped to because it's like the nineties. Everyone had a gun strapped to them, you know. Uh, and when I saw it in Iron Man Two, the, the movie version, I thought, "Wow, this is just 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 how I imagined it." It was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, of course, there was the animated series. I think around that time, um, but I remember War Machine being introduced, and the shoulder cannon was the immediate like, as you mentioned, yeah, the gun strap. It, it gives like, it a big, oh. really, really powerful silhouette, you know, which is you know, always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Also, the, the that um, TV show is the design of Iron Man was by design as well. The, the modular armor, it's one they use. Which I thought, wow, that's cool as well. Yeah. Love that. I love that. There, there was so yeah. much in animation in the 90s that introduced me to um, sort of the wider universes. Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah they, uh, can you see, see, uh, you see one on TV now, can you? Were, for that time, they were really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I remember there were lots of uh, villains that I didn't know about, secondary characters that were woven into the show that... Uh, I might have caught in one or two issues and then uh, really got more steeped in, in the lore through that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Um, so those are a couple of my favorites that I've mentioned, but any particular positive experiences, collaborations uh, that that you might point to in your career? Uh, well, we, were, we did, did, did the whole Ostrama as well, which was quite cool. Um, that sort of got into the movies, and that was, wow, I think they really took the ball, picked the ball up and ran, ran with that one, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mem- memories from a Marvel UK studio offices in the day, we got to meet Stan Lee one time. Oh, he nice. was uh, coming, over, coming over to meet the troops, this was in 84. 586, I think, and we're all grinning because it's like it's Stan Lee. And he comes in and says, Wow, you guys look really happy. We must be paying you too much, you know. She's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Yes, yes, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, saw him years later um, at the Marvel, um, the Avengers 2 premiere. You know, I've got invited to that in LA, and he saw him at a distance, surrounded by women. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Stan, the man, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good time. Get, get invited to the premiere. That was sort of so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and to get to sort of see the the indelible mark that you've made on the comics, of course, but then across media, really is. Uh, I'm sure that's rewarding. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I still get money for the toys, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, any particular characters, universes, or worlds that you at this point would want to revisit or recreate? Or Ooh, well, um, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I I, I love to draw Josh Dredigan actually. I did a few of those, and that was quite good fun. Uh, what am I drawing Doctor Who again? Especially the, the new Doctor coming up would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got to work on DC characters, so that would be uh, something uh, you know, I'd like to do on the bucket list. Um, yeah, so there's, there's plenty to do. <laughs> Uh, Judge Dredd is, is such an interesting character to take on, and, and just like with Tony Stark, Iron Man, the the layers and the parts that are sort of heroic and then flawed at the same time. Um, oh yeah, yeah, heroes got to have a flaw. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, and with Judge Dredd, it's uh, it's such a dystopian world to get to create in that uh, it lends itself to a lot. Oh yeah, I really like the humour you get into it as well. Which is, um, uh, it's sometimes underplayed, but I really like the, the funny ones. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I, was, um, I think I think they they talk about a Judge Dread TV show. I'm not, I'm not sure how down the road that is. You no, know, it's very very cool to see that happen. That would that would be cool, and I mean they've done the films, but it would be nice to see yeah. more exploration. I'd love to see it done as like a like a complete cop show, you know, because he's a future cop. That's what he is, you know. So yeah, there's lots of scope for that, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the science fiction elements, I'm, I'm a huge science fiction fan in comics and yeah, outside yeah. of comics, so it would be interesting to see that explored. And I appreciate yeah, that yeah. part about the character too. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, any particular collaborators that you would point to as being especially well, well, positive? Uh, well, when I worked on Anna with Len Kaminsky, the writer, I, I loved his script. So as soon as I got them, I was. I worked with him. Uh, first thing I did with him was a Deathlock one-off we did. It was a, it was a fill-in issue because they were running behind schedule. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that, and uh, well, he gets it because again, it was like it wasn't a superhero; it's like, like a science fiction story. Yeah, uh, it's basically Robocop, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, then got it, and um, it was a really good script. And and from that, I got the got off of the Iron Man gig, which was a you know a career changer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, someone. As someone who's been in comics for a while, what what would you like to see happen next in the industry? What do you feel oh, like would God. be ahead? Uh, I do worry about all the Marvel movies. That, um, they're taking all the good bits and and they're running out of all the good stuff. To be honest, you know, so, so I do do and I, I wonder how much the movies feed into comic sales. I, I, I looked at figures lately, but it's a concern that you know they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater to a certain extent. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I I feel like there's still their creative directions to be explored, but um, but I think they would have to take a different approach than than maybe they've taken so far because there's so many story possibilities. I know, yeah, I do feel that they're running out of gas at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think you know, not surprising because there's been a, a heck of a lot of really good ones. True. Very true. Sort of less good ones of late, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't mention no names. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. We, we we won't do that. But uh, yeah, to to have survived the pandemic, um, to to go through the pandemic, I think uh, that's taken a lot of innovation and a lot of stepping and rethinking. So uh, it's, indeed, yeah, because yeah. they weren't in comic conventions for a couple of years, you know, which is affected a lot of people i think you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so any um creative directions that you'd like to take now in the world of comics or uh that you'd like to mention outside comics even yeah well i've, I've been writing recently i wanted to try my hand at writing love it, love uh, it. I've, I've written two now which is that you can find on amazon one called um uh, dead in the water which is a, a um a comedy crime caper Another one called uh, Dead, Dead Con, which is a murder uh, comic convention. <laughs> it goes out on Amazon. Uh, it would be quite good, good to see uh, some more increased sales for those ones, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll be sure and link those. And always yeah. excited to hear when folks are taking new creative directions and exploring. Uh, I wonder, because uh, all, all my career I've been working with other people's scripts. And I want to see, can, can I write? I want, want to see if I could and learn. Uh, we, you know, people have read it like it, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, which is heartening. I'd like a few more people to read it, so uh, yeah, you could plug that for me. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Glad to. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, several people in the show have mentioned that you really have to have a writer's brain um, as an artist because you're taking what's on the page and then, I mean, you have to visualize it, conceptualize it, and kind of put it back on in some sort of narrative form yeah, that's we're, visual. We're, we're working, yeah, working with Len, we were doing the, the Marvel method, which is like, I'll get, get a loose breakdown, so like Hulk will fight like, Iron Man over three pages in an oil refinery. And it's up to me to break that down. Okay. So it's, you'd be, be like a film director, I guess, you know. So yeah. with, with, when I was working in 2000 AD, it was a very tight script, and sometimes too tight, because it was quite, quite constricting sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's swings and roundabouts, both, both methods, I think. Well, and with, with breakdowns, I mean, you have only so many pages to, to work with, too, 22 or whatever it happens to exactly, be. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. sort of have to figure out how to make it happen and to make it happen without a lot of leeway yeah indeed yeah and uh you know they've got a maximum of like seven panels tops i think uh, unless you're going for a nine panel frame, frame you know, like watchman style mm-hmm. but yeah you, you've got, you also got to figure out where all the work is going to go as well you know just another constraint on the space you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so oh go ahead sorry as I can say, as a rookie era, you're drawing comics, it's, forget about the word balloons, fill it up with drawing, oh, 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 I've got to cover that face up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah I, I've often thought about that, not as I've, I've never done art in that way, but um, to think about where the words are going to be and how the art comes through. And... Yeah. And also, you've got to figure in the, the order that the characters are going to be speaking. You know, is it like a heavy dialogue page? You've got to. You know, left, right, left, right, down a bit, and then if you reverse camera angles, you mess that up. You know, so it's it's, it's quite a lot of juggling sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned DefCon, and we were talking about conventions. Are you still a convention attender? Do you go? Yeah, to I, I haven't been to a lot recently. The last one I went to was in Malta, which is an island south of Italy, which is a really nice one. Mm-hmm, Before mm-hmm. that. Well, I went to Athens, which is great because they really spoiled us. They took us out there, what have you, and uh, that was cool. I haven't been to the States for, for a while. Uh, I haven't been to the ones in the UK for a while. I'm going, I'm going out to Thought Bubble up in, in north of England in uh, November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I used to do quite a lot before well, before COVID. I just got out of the habit after COVID, to be honest. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've heard wonderful things about Thought Bubble. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, friends of mine have been there and like it, so uh, yeah, I'm looking to that one. Yeah, okay. Basically, the conventions I go to now are places I'd like to go as a tourist anyway, you know, so the ones I tend to uh, gravitate towards. <laughs> that makes sense. Why not uh, make a trip okay. out of it and, and see some life as well? Exactly, yes. Yeah. Although I went, went to Malta to my wife and my daughter. They, they did all the tourist things. I was just inside of the convention hall for a lot of the time, you know. We would eat, wow. did, did out now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the so the last official question that I have, and then you're welcome to to tag in anything that we might have missed. I always like to mention also that you have a website. Any web spaces that you would want to share, um, I'll link the Amazon site as well. Uh, great, marvelous, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my website is all the W's kevhopgood.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anything that we've missed in the talk that you want to make sure to to shout uh, out? No, I don't think so. No, it's, uh, it covered everything, I think. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, excited 
to hear about your writing. Uh, always no, interested in that and interested in reading new worlds. And... Yeah, I think you'll enjoy enjoy a dead dead con because it's, um, it's it's quite funny. It's, it, to, to put it in some of my experiences at comic conventions in a very very disguised form. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, and wonderful wonderful play there with uh, forms of conventions and. Uh, I imagine there's some cosplay that makes its way in. And things there of that is some nature. cosplay. Yeah, there's a big, if it ever gets done as a movie, there's a quite a big cosplay scene. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, well, I appreciate the the work that you've done, the designing and artistry and storytelling that you've shared. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for talking with me. And I wish you safe travels to all the conventions and uh, <laughs> lots of lots of vacation spots along the way. Yeah, next one's Florida. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. It looks like you're you're sort of nestled in a, a convention or vacation spot there with your background, which I love. Indeed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think we took as it was off my computer. We that was a photograph we took in Cornwall. I think thinking about it. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see the illumination and the inspiration. Love it. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kev. Great. Thank you very much.